0: There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow.
1: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Hosted by Rob McLean, Barry Ferguson and Mark Weedy. Listen live
2: weeknights
1: from five. Talking Scottish football first.
3: Nine nights and counting for Rangers fans. The Europa League final is looming large on the horizon and the Scottish Cup final three days later. They got the job done yesterday uh, on cruise control against Dundee United to make sure they didn't get the title party started for Celtic and Barry Ferguson they finished the game with five under 20s on the pitch a little glimpse into the future maybe yeah it was brilliant to see Rob
4: um, seeing these young players come through that's something that um, I was lucky enough to do myself and there's nothing better when you see young players break into the team and Geo says after the game that he'll be looking in the next couple of games that these guys will be getting um, more minutes to go and show that hopefully they've got the quality to become Rangers players in the future Will they get
3: more minutes next season? I wonder. That's maybe something we'll explore in the course of the show as Giovanni van Bronckhorst makes changes. He'll make some big changes, you would imagine, in the summer. Lots of coming and going. Celtic won't have to wait too much longer for their big celebration. They've effectively won the title already because of their points total and goal difference. Any arithmetical doubt can be removed on Wednesday night at Tannadice. And Mark Greedy, Andrew Postecoglou wants to burst through that finishing line, doesn't he?
5: Yeah, he said that you know you can either stumble over or you can you can crash right through it, and um, it's been his way all season to go and try and crash right through it. They recovered from an early goal against Hearts, good finish uh, from Sim, and um, then Celtic took control of the game and, and won convincingly. So yeah, I would expect Celtic um, Rob to take six points out of six in the next two games. Wednesday night at Tannadice, as you said and then receiving the uh, SPFL Premiership Champions uh, Trophy on Saturday afternoon
3: at home to Motherwell. Couple of games uh, tomorrow night in Venice. Callie Thistle against our broth. That's the semi-finals of the Premiership Playoffs and the winners of that one will play St Johnston in the final, playing for a place in the top flight next season. Dundee against Hibbs tomorrow night, um, and it's pretty much uh, doomed Dundee at the moment. They ain't going to be recovering. They will be going back to the championship, and uh, you'd imagine looking for a new manager as well. Wednesday, that Dundee United-Celtic game, uh, which could mean that Celtic not for the first time clinch a title at Tannadice. Motherwell against Hearts. Rangers against Ross County, St Johnstone play Aberdeen and St Mirren against uh, Livingston. Um, and it was a good it was a good performance from Celtic, wasn't it, Saturday, Mark? Because uh, they went behind early, Hearts were playing a lot of good football uh, and in the end Celtic win by a street.
5: Yeah, it, it was comfortable. Um, in the end, Craig Gordon's had a couple of good saves. Maeda's put, put his goal away, it was good work from, uh, from Jota then. Um, Kyogo has got his goal and again you know I at the at the finish from Jackie Mcus you know he's a hell of a finisher you look at a lot of the goals that he scored you know there's there've not been tapping you know there've been quality uh, finishes and I think he makes it look easy I and mean, when when you assess him Robert it was a bit two and a half million quid maybe three at the most yeah. um that, that is a proper
3: um bargain he's a, he's a big asset. he's a he's a real good goal scorer it's another great bit of business isn't it and and he's he, he has in the last Two, three months looked like the player, I guess, we thought that was being signed because, you know, he scored the best part of 30 goals in a relegated team in the mm. Dutch top flight Barry last season. Yeah, it was a slow start
4: to Celtic career because he had missed pre season. Um, now he's up to speed. To be fair to um, Jackie Marcus, he knows where the back of the net is. You see his movement inside the box. And what Mark just says, I, I watched the game. It's a brilliant finish. It's not just a good finish, it's a top, top class mm. finish and you've seen since Kyogo's been out injured he's come in he's stepped in and he's um, stepped up to the plate he's been one of Celtic's most important players he's a different type of player he's more of a physical presence but certainly he's impressed me and his goals if you look at all his goals there's real good quality
3: within the goals Football Writers Player of the Year Craig Gordon doing what he does a normal day at the office for him a couple of amazing saves Um, is he do you agree with that is he your top player of the season Mark? No, it was Callum McGregor. For you and Barry as well, I think, yeah? For me. Yeah, close. Craig Gordon's
4: had a fantastic season. James Tavernier again at at Rangers. But for me, the most consistent performer, I think, throughout the season has been um, Callum McGregor. No doubt about it. And um, I thought he would have won it. But listen, Craig Gordon, again, he's had a brilliant season for
3: Hearts. Although I suppose consistency could be applied to Craig Gordon as well because just about every game he makes a save that makes a difference.
5: Yeah, I mean he does well. I, mean, I think when it when it comes to like players of the year, Rob, there's, there's, there's probably you know four or five really good uh, candidates, and as you say, it's no factual. It's down to opinion. So Callum McGregor get the PFA, um, Craig Gordon get the Football Writers last night. You know you know both worthy in their own merits, but in terms, my opinion, is it, it was um, it was Callum McGregor, but Craig Gordon uh, a worthy winner, um, still doing it for Scotland as well. Third time he's won. The, the Football Writers um, Award they said last night that he'd, he'd like to make it four but as um, as part of a Scotland team that qualified for Qatar I think in 1974 mm. the Scotland World Cup team were, were voted the, the winners it was a collective uh, winner back in '74 from the Football Writers so he could have mentioned that which was a nice touch um, Steve Clark was there um, to to give uh, John McGinn his International Player of the Year Award so yeah Craig Gordon some fantastic saves Think back the Scottish Cup semi-final against Hibbs. He'd one or two um, outstanding saves, but there's been a number of really good players this season. You look at James Tavernier as well mm-hmm. for yep. Rangers. Just you look at Callum mention. McGregor, both yep. captains, in um, uh, and, and Glasgow, and they've both been been absolutely f- uh, first class.
3: Yeah, I mean James Tavernier' seventeenth goal of the season uh, yesterday, and and when he puts the ball on the spot, there's never really too much doubt about it, Barry.
4: Yeah, I mean his numbers from
3: right backs
4: phenomenal no doubt about it and he's been he's been brilliant for rangers this season along with another few players in the, the rangers team but he's um he's been a proper captain he leads from the front and as you says he, he missed a penalty no long ago but he still steps up and it looks every time he puts that ball in the spot it's going to hit the back of the net um and look, I, I think he's at an age where um his experience is vital and I, I think his just all-round play has improved. A lot of people were critical of him 18 or so months ago. But I'm delighted to see that he's. Um, the Rangers fans are really appreciating him and what he's doing on the pitch just now for Rangers is brilliant.
3: It was a strange game yesterday, wasn't it? Uh, the closest Dundee United came to scoring was Connor Goldson's back path. Dundee United
4: never looked like troubling Rangers at any time. It had that kind of pre-season, end of the season kind of feel to it. Yeah. But I thought if Rangers stepped up at any stage which they did on a couple of occasions they, they got the couple of goals um, there was no danger they were ever going to lose the game Um but as I said I think all eyes and all focus is on um,
3: a week and Wednesday Rob if i been been honest Giovanni Van Bronckhorst talking afterwards it was 2-0 uh, for Rangers uh, against Dundee United uh, James Tavernier got the first one Amad Diallo uh, got a second goal for the club.
1: Very pleased because you know it's the last two weeks of the season, and of course we have two major last games. You know, with the Europa League final and the cup final. So uh, you know we want to keep going. You know we want to make sure we have everyone on board uh, on Wednesday in a week to, uh, for the remaining two games we play. So we are happy that we could change some players today. Some players made minutes. You know we could give some uh, minutes to our academy players. And in the end, you know, we wanted the result, and we wanted to keep our level of of playing, and I think we uh, we achieved that today.
3: It's interesting, isn't it, how Giovanni Van Bronckhorst just manages everything with the players between now and those two big cup finals. I guess everybody's got an opinion mark on on what you do, whether you you know you rest loads of players or you keep them going, or it's some sort of hybrid.
5: Yeah, I think it'll be a mix. I would imagine, Rob. Um, there'll still be a few who'll get a run out on, on Wednesday night at in Ross County final um, home game of the season before they head off to, to Seville and then the Scottish Cup final at Hampden a few days later but I would think the game against Hearts at Tynecastle on Saturday afternoon I wouldn't expect any of the players that he thinks will start um, on Wednesday night in Seville to I just don't think Barry might disagree I can't remember how Walter worked it in 2008 but I know you're still going to the title and it went, it went neck and neck um, that, but you know your James Taverniers, your Conor Goldson's, your Alan Mcgregor's, your Ryan Kent's, um, your Ryan Jacks, your John Lynch. I wouldn't expect any of them to to start um, on on Saturday. You know, um, yeah. I I just I don't see why you would risk um, any of them um, because you know it's too big a week. The following week, when it comes down to it, you know silverware, it's a chance to be a a European champion and a chance to secure a piece of a piece of domestic. Um, Silverware.
3: And yet you want to keep the momentum going as well Barry, don't you? you you've had that Thursday-Sunday-Thursday-Sunday thing for quite some considerable time.
4: Yeah, that, that's the problem he's going to face Joe um, I think he'll put a strong team out against Ross County, no doubt but I, I agree with what Mark says I don't see why you would need to risk because um, the following week you've got two massive games in four days so I could see him putting out um, a team that won't include any of the, the players that are going to start against in Trank Frankfurt um, it's too it's too big a week too big a week Um, as I said I don't think he'll risk it but listen we'll just need to wait and see but if it's me um, you, you don't do it because it's, it's too big a game it's a massive game over in Seville and then three days later you've got the, the Scottish Cup final which you've not won in what is it 14 years yeah. so um, I don't think he'll risk any players
3: We got another taste of uh, the sort of player that Alex Lowry could become yesterday Uh, 18 years old Mm. takes responsibility takes command what a talent he is
4: Yeah I I really like to look at him I've I've seen him for over a year now and you could always see he had the talent Rob now he's made that breakthrough next year's going to be a big season he's just signed an extension to his contract Mm -hmm. next season can he make that breakthrough and become a regular he's certainly got the potential to do it you seen it again yesterday when they come on against Dundee United. Um just glides with the ball. He's he's first thought is can I can I make that pass through into the into the striker? But it was brilliant. I mean Charlie McCann again, uh, Adam Devine and Leon King who started the game. It's brilliant to see mm. young talent make that breakthrough. And these these guys who come on and, and played, I know Leon King started the game, these guys have got a real opportunity to go and make that breakthrough and become Regular Rangers first team players.
3: I was having a, a chat yesterday with Michael Stewart doing the commentary with him on the game, and he, he let me speak once or twice as well, which was which was good of him. Um, about just creating space for players to come through because that can be a problem, can't it? At big clubs, that that the whole system gets choked up with with experienced players mm-hmm. and actually youth can't find a way in I mean will that be something that in Giovanni van Bronckhorst's mind for next season that, that there is room to give the likes of Lowry and King more football well if Gio thinks they're good enough he'll give them the opportunity
4: um, there's no doubt about it he's shown that it doesn't matter what age you are listen you can't just throw them in and expect them to be brilliant every single week you've got to manage them um, but if they're good enough I have no doubt in my mind Go will play them and you've seen with the youngsters playing yesterday there's certainly a lot of potential there and it's brilliant to see Rob I just love seeing young players making that breakthrough now where they've made the breakthrough can they maintain it and can they stay in there certainly they have the
3: potential to do that Yeah as you say Leon King started he's 18 Alex Lowry came on he's 18 Ahmad Diallo who of course is on loan uh, is 19 he came on um, Charlie McCann 20 Adam Devine uh, replaced James Tavernier at right back he's 19 um, and and they were cruising through the game they they didn't really look out of place well big um, Leon King at the back never broke sweat Yeah,
4: um, it looked as if he's been playing there um, all season he, he certainly looks they've got real high hopes on him
5: Barry's that right for Leon King yep.
4: yeah yeah, very composed on it Um he he just looks the part I I like him I think he's got a a real chance as any of the boys I mean everybody's going about Alex Lowry and and rightly so Um, but Charlie McCann he's a bit older but again he showed what he's what he's all about and Mm -hmm. the young boy Adam Devine coming on it at right back Um, I I just love seeing it look I was a product of the youth system Mm -hmm. and the best thing is when at a club like Rangers you see there is an avenue or a pathway for young players Mm -hmm. To go and make that breakthrough, and I think Rangers have got a manager that if, if they are good enough, mm-hmm. he will give them the opportunity. Yeah. I've no doubt in my mind about that.
3: Yeah, because that's commonplace in Dutch football, isn't it? You you yeah. know you, you you seem to think that most of the top teams in Holland have 18, 19 year olds getting into the first team and yeah. staying there,
5: Mark. Yeah, they, they they do. You know, you look at Ajax, Feyenoord, PSV, all the teams. Uh, as I doubt, Mark, you know, they the they'll, they'll all do it. Giovanni was a young player um, himself at find and given an opportunity I think he spoke about it when Vim Jansen passed away what a, a, you know, a big effect that Vim had in his early career um, at Feyenoord so yeah there's absolutely no doubt that because I think Giovanni and his staff are the type that that want to coach young kids they want to see bringing through They can't be anything better I mean, Barry said can't be, there's nothing better than coming through the, the youth system and I get that but see, as a coach, can't be anything better either than bringing through your own rather than maybe spending three or four million quid in something like do you what? See, Alec Lowry, we brought him through. We've coached him, we've nurtured him, we've spent a lot of time with him in the past 18 months to get him ready mm. from, from the youth system um, right through. So, yeah, there's, 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 it's been down to being a, a conscientious coach and a hard-working staff to make sure that boys are, are ready again. And you can see that with Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. With the first team as well, the way they're they're prepared to to maybe go to a back three, or lunch moves back from centre mid into a back three into a defensive role. They don't just do that when they learn that. that there's preparation yeah. goes into that. There's hard work mm-hmm. goes into that, and that's one thing that you get from from Giovanni uh, Van Bronckhorst as you get across the city as well. The evidence is there with with Ange Postecoglou. See,
4: see in terms of, of Lowry, he's he's different from other midfielders. You see, they don't want to be these ones that get the ball and pass it. He 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 wants to go and drive Private players glide. He's got a brilliant way about him. Um, it's just that, that it's exciting times for Rangers fans. When, when you look at these young boys coming on yesterday, and certainly Leon King starting the game, the future's bright. Um, can um, you can
3: you see those two being a part
4: of the yep, first team next season? Yep. Even yep. at that age, I can see them being a big part. Now these these certainly King and Lowry, they could save you an absolute fortune as well. Yeah. Um, but again it's about managing them you, you can't expect too much of them but I think in Gio, who's again Mark just mentioned it, he came through a, a brilliant system at Nud. Mm. he knows how to handle them um, and I think they've got the right manager that if they go and show the right attitude they've certainly got the potential and the ability they will get the opportunity to play
3: Fans love it the money men love it as well. If you carve out a gem and uh, get a couple of years uh, of good football on the pitch, and then and then sell them at big profit, that 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 works for a football club, and also mark for the identity of the club as yeah. well. It's homegrown talent coming through.
5: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think too, you've got you've got to remember, like, if there's a really good kid in in, in, in Scottish football, um, I mean, I think it's as young as maybe what 12, 13 now. You know, they really identify them. So if if, if he's been chased by half a dozen big clubs around the UK or, or whatever it may be or, or Celtic and Rangers are going for you know whatever if you can sit down and say look we we do create a pathway mm-hmm. if you're good enough there's Alex Lowry there's so and so if you're Celtic at the other side you say well there's Ciarán Tierney there's Callum whatever it may be that's got to be a, a big tick for any family sitting down with their son rather than just saying yeah come with us but you'll never get there because all we'll do is just go and buy ready made players at 3-4 million quid you've got to create your own you've got to make them believe that you know because it's not all about or grew up with Ranger support or something. You want to you want to show them that there's a pathway and that's important. And also as well, just say for the money men, for for the hierarchy, they'll they'll be spending at least at least one million pounds a year on their academy. So well, probably about two million quid a year now, Rob. Mm. They've got to get some money back yeah. for that. They can't just keep throwing that in every yeah. year with nothing back. But
4: there is he's right, there's massive investment that goes into the, the youth side. Of it. Um, so you need to start producing. You need results. Yeah, you do need results. But now, I mean, I had mentioned that a year ago or so, I wasn't seeing enough. Now you're starting to see the fruits of that um, that investment. It does take a bit of time for it to work. Now you're starting to see it work, and Rangers are producing. I think potentially some crackers.
3: Names to look out for in the very near future: Alex Lowry, uh, Leon King, Adam Devine. Uh, Charlie McCann all making a big impact uh, Rangers 2 Dundee United nil, and just making Celtic wait a little longer for that title party
0: The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go.
3: It is Monday's Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors Barry Ferguson Mark Gweeney And Rob McLean, we've got a full Premiership programme coming up on Wednesday night, uh, Tuesday for Dundee against Hibbs. the other five games Wednesday and it could of course mean that Celtic uh, remove any arithmetical doubt um, about the outcome of the Premiership title race it's been over for a while effectively uh, and certainly Celtic are not slipping up, are they? Conceded early to Hearts then won 4-1 at the weekend Uh, Rangers got uh, the job done as far as they were concerned yesterday beating Dundee United by two goals to nil so it was 89 points for Celtic it's 83 for Rangers and Postikoglu and his team almost there
2: look I, I enjoyed it because you just you know you just want our fans to feel good you know and, and, and I want them to enjoy it more than anything else um, yeah our job's not done yet but we're in a great position and, and I said to the players um, before the game there's there's many ways to hit a finish line but it's always nicer if you just burst through that so um that's what we plan to do. Last couple of games.
3: Have you known the feeling, Barry, heading for a title of stuttering uh, towards the finishing line, where you kind of get there with your last breath almost, and it's not the way you want to do it. No, you
4: you want to you want to get it over and done with as, as quickly as possible. I mean, I, I watched the Celtic game in, in, in Saturday, um, and you are thinking to yourself that this could be interesting, but once they got that equaliser, to be fair to them, they steamrolled Celtic after it, and you could see the confidence. Starting to flow through them. I have no doubt in my mind that they'll go up to Tanadice um, on Wednesday night and win convincingly. They know that could be the end of it. They can then go in and celebrate and enjoy it. Um, and with the players that they've got, I fully expect them to get the job done. Um and Wednesday night and they'll leave it to the to the Saturday. but it can't
3: be a stutter sometimes can't it
4: it can be but you've got to be professional you hear i don't think Poster Coggle will, will let them take their foot off the gas um, there's no doubt about that um i think he'll, he'll put out the strongest team possible and they'll go up there with the mindset to get the job done um and i'm sure they'll have a, a few sherbets bits the way <laughs> the way down um, from Tannadice and and Wednesday night but listen it's, it's been over for a couple of weeks. There's no doubt about it. It's just been a matter of time for Celtic. Um, and as I said, they've had a, cu- a couple of scary moments. They did in, in Saturday. Because I thought Hearts did start the game really well. I thought yeah. Hearts were good for the first 20 minutes. But once Celtic started to put pressure on them, they got that vital first goal through Mieda. And after that, there was only
3: going to be one winner. Celtic lost three of their first six games unbeaten now, marking 30. Yeah,
5: well, yeah that's, that's why they've actually... I know you've used the word stutter a couple of times, but they've not stuttered drop You know, when you think about the bounce back from the, the Scottish Cup semi-final, defeat was a big test to to go up to Dingwall after that. So since the split, they've played three games. They've drawn with Rangers, won another two convincingly. There's two to go. So there's been no sign of of, of stuttering because I, I think they will burst through. It. I think they'll they'll go and win at days and they'll go and round it off on Saturday in front of their own supporters. Um and and, and have a party on, on Saturday afternoon. But you said it there, thirty odd games. Unbeaten, it's been brilliant. They've they've kept their focus. They've overturned a six-point deficit round about the turn of the year. And I think the 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 we have probably said it many times, but just to to re-emphasise it, I think the key for the second half of the season was a recruitment in January, and the second part of that was recruiting early. You're know, like having Hitati, who made such a big impact in the old firm game at the start of February, obviously get, get a couple of goals, getting him early doors, giving them two or three weeks. To, to work with these new teammates and, and get to know what Andrew's wanting them to do so that was a key part to the success that Celtic have had was the recruitment in the January window but recruiting early
3: Jota uh, has come back to his best in the last few weeks he had that injury absence quite a few of the players did um, but he's uh, come back really strong and he, he was a big player in that turnaround against Hearts at the weekend
2: yeah, look he's he, he's done awfully well you know he's another one who you know had a great start of the season and got a you know an injury which like many of our guys this year had sort of disrupted seasons but he's finished strong in terms of the future um, you know, I've said it all along that if there's a willingness from both parties to to, to make that happen it'll happen you know but yeah um, Right now what I'm really pleased about is that he's just focused on being the best player he can be for our football club and uh, that's all you can ask of any player and uh, him and, and you know, Cam's the other one. that They're not letting any distractions um, you know, take away the focus on what's really important. I'm not sure
3: what annoys him more asking him if he's won the title yet or asking him about Jota and Cameron Carter-Vickers and when they're going to sign this permanent deal because uh, the Celtic fans are desperate for both those arrangements to be sorted, Barry.
4: Yeah well in terms of Jota he's certainly in the final third Rob he's got that bit of magic um, you seen with the first goal where he created um, burst bursty pace good quality and to be honest with you I, I say as a way at the start when he started really well sometimes you get with wide players is inconsistency but one thing about Jota being he was injured for a I think he was out for six or eight, eight weeks mm. he has been a fantastic find uh, there's no doubt he's has got he's got top quality and I'm sure he's one that Hosta i will be desperate to get um, signed up. And in terms of Carter Vickers, since the turn of the year, he's just got better and better. Yeah, he's, a, he's a proper centre-back. He can play the game. He's a good defender. And um, i just seen that he's been called up to the, the national team, um, United States national team. So, yeah, two of them have been real good finding. Two of them have been up there alongside Callum McGregor as Celtic's best players this season.
3: Here's Jota talking about the game.
6: Well, difficult start, um, but I think we... Um... We got stronger after that and we just reunited ourselves. And uh, after that, we just did uh, an amazing job. Uh, We did the things we are used to and uh, we got the win. He does say all the right things. What about his performance? I always try to do what's um, in the idea of the team. And uh, I think if we win, we are all in the same same idea of play. And uh, I was happy that I could assist my teammates and that they could score. But this was not possible if uh, all the teamwork was not there. What about the title, almost there? Well, it's definitely a big step for us, but um, we still need to keep on playing and winning, so uh, that's what we, we want to do. And uh, let's not celebrate yet, just let's keep on working like we have been doing since the day one, and uh, hopefully we can get the achievements we will propose ourselves to.
3: Come on, tell us about this new
6: contract. Well, no, let's let's just focus on uh, our end of the, the season and uh, put a, a smile in the south defense.
3: Mark he's ahead of media and communications dream isn't he in terms of his
6: answers (laughs) he's good look
5: you assess Jota and and Barry said he's been brilliant you know what I find he's been I don't know who unearthed him who got the tip off but he's been brilliant and the same with Cameron Carter-Vickers now look Celtic can only do their bit in terms of I don't think agreeing with Benfica for Jota agreeing with Spurs for Carter-Vickers will be a major problem I think that that's in place um, I think the finances will be there, and if you're picking them up for what we believe, um, let's just call it 15 million quid for the two of them, whatever way it's, it's, it's divvied up. The problem will be the personal terms. Um, now, you'd like to think that they'd want to stay with Celtic, go and play with them in the Champions League, and then eventually, you know, move on to England or move on to a, a, you know a bigger league um, abroad somewhere. But, but you never know. But if 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 they sign for Celtic permanently Rob then great what a piece of business it'll be and, and Celtic will move them on for, for much bigger money a year or two down the line if they decide that they want to go and pick up uh, the individual finances elsewhere I don't have a problem with that good luck to them and what I would say is just you know thank them for their contribution of the past 12 months because they've helped Celtic we all know where Celtic were 12 months ago they've played a major part in making Celtic um, champions again and if they go, I'm sure they go with the best wishes of, of everyone. It would be unfortunate because you'd like to see them to stay. But they may well go. Mm. You, you just don't you just do, don't know. Do you, yet.
4: do you think they'll stay?
5: I think it's probably in the low averages, but it's maybe a big ask to get the, the two of them. Mm. And, and as I say, I don't think the transfer fees will be a problem. The money's there to go personal and do term. it. Might be personal terms, but you'd like to think, what well, they clearly enjoy it here, that they're, they're part of something, they enjoy the manager, they've got good teammates playing in front of sixty thousand, guaranteed Champions League. They might think, Yeah, we'll stay for another year and then we can go. I'd like to think that would be the case, but you don't know because it's the same with anybody else. If say for talking say Celtic can give them comfortably 25 grand a week. Comfortably, that wouldn't be a problem. But they could go down south to, to, to the Championship or the Premiership or La Liga or whatever and get 50 or 60 grand a week. No problem. We know that. No problem. So it just depends what like the, the individuals are and what they see as a priority. Is it beat somewhere where they know they're going to play and be happy or are they... Is it more of being motivated by finances? Which, by the way, I don't have a problem with, you know, each to their own. We'll wait
3: and see. It's the lure, though, of champ- guaranteed Champions League football. That is a, That must be a massive factor in this. We spoke about it in terms of Conor Goldson on Friday. If Rangers were to win the Europa League and get to the, the Champions League as well. for But Celtic know they're going to be there. So for Jota and Cameron Carter-Vickers, you know, I mean, Jota maybe could find another club potentially. Uh, Cameron Carter-Vickers not sure whether you know moving on would guarantee playing football at that sort of level Barry I, I don't think any players
4: guarantee to play but I think if you look at the both players you've mentioned that that's a stick on to be in Celtic starting 11 mm-hmm. you could pretty much guarantee that and then coming with that is Champions League as a footballer you want to play at the highest level Rob the Champions League is the top place to play your football you're coming up against the best teams you're coming up against the best players the best managers they playing in some unbelievable stadiums. So that has definitely got to be a pull. Now, they're at an age where they could come and, I don't know, sign a three-year contract. After one year, they could then move on to a, a different league. So for me, at their stage and their age, they still could earn a lot of money in the future. I think
3: Champions League will be a massive pull for them. Just thinking of Cameron Carter-Vickers, um, he's on loan from Tottenham. Now, where where might he go? Could he Would he go maybe to a Brighton or a Brentford, you know, possibly. Yeah. That's yeah. not that's not going to be Champions League football. It's going to be a lot more in your weekly wage But financially, but yeah. financially yeah, you're so. going to
4: get treble what you're getting yeah. offered at, at yeah, but do you not, Do you
3: not think they're both young enough, though, that, that they can take Champions League now and still think they're going to get a, 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 f- a better financial move at a later stage?
4: Yeah, Bill, as a footballer, as I said, you want to play at the best level uh, possible and they've got that opportunity next year but again I agree with Mark you can't deny them the fact that if they're going to get offered life-changing salaries for a three or a four year contract they've got to look after number one and that's themselves Um, but I think they're at an age where I think in time they can go and earn that sort of money and that's where I think Celtic have a bit of pull on them that they're going to be involved in um, the group stages of the Champions League
3: one person who's done it all at Celtic, Scott Brown, um, announced that his playing days yeah. were over uh, across the weekend. Yeah, um, mark end of a ne- real end of an yeah. era as far as he's concerned.
5: Yeah, it wasn't a major surprise to anyone, but suppose that's official. But um, yeah, you know what a career he's had. You know, the Celtic's uh, nine in a row skipper um, come through moments of uncertainty at Celtic as, as well. Rob, you know, when 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 Neil you know, from Tony Mowbray, then into um, Neil Lennon, would never. You know, was he sure, I think Neil Lennon I kind of thought, is he still a wide right player? You know, that kind of tear up. The order. And then the centre mid kind of became his own. He grew into the captain's role, became a good leader, you know, really focused um, off the pitch as well. And then again, which was, you know, um, symptomatic, I think, of, of of Celtic as a football club in the whole in terms of that kind of Ronnie Dyler, Piri Jedi won the titles, but there was just something missing. You know, were playing in front of 25,000. Um, every second week at home so something needed to happen step forward Brendan Rodgers and all of a sudden Scott Brown just got that new lease of life he was absolutely phenomenal you look at Scott Brown over Celtic's uh, treble treble he he was incredible for that three years you know he really was so yeah he's been brilliant for Celtic I'm sure he'll step into management and have a crack at it Um, whether that's now or whether he wants to go and uh, I know. I know he's got offers from various managers that he's worked with, including Brendan at Leicester. to go down for a few days and, and you know see the setup and, and, and learn a wee bit and see behind the scenes. So it depends if he wants to take, if he wants to take six months to a year to go and do that and do a bit of travelling, or if he fancies stepping right into it um, uh, at the start. We'll wait and see.
3: I saw somebody uh, working out that in his time at Celtic, every twenty-eight games he won a trophy. <laughs>
4: It's not a bad, it's not a bad <laughs> start, but you can't deny he was an excellent captain um, for Celtic and the amount of trophies he won. Rob, and I actually I don't know if he's agree. I think he get better wage yeah. as a player, one hundred percent. I played against Scott Brown when he was his younger days at at Hibs, and then obviously we went to Celtic. But I, th- I think he became a more accomplished midfielder as he moved on in time, and obviously became the captain um, and he get better wage. Um, so yeah, I, 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 no surprise to me that he was going to um, call it a day now he's got a decision to make does he go straight into management or does he go and take a bit of time out and go and round about as Mark's just mentioned here clubs go and visit or does he go through um, a different route in terms of getting in and being an under 20 manager at a club so these are decisions that he has to make over the the next month or so but one thing you can't deny is he he was an excellent player and captain for, for Celtic
3: Where would he come in the rankings for you over the last 15 to 20 years players playing in Scotland, Scott Brown? He's got, he's got to be up there
4: with the simple factors of the amount of trophies that he led Celtic to. And the influence to. he had on the Yeah, you could, you could see, like you, you listen to interviews from certain players, Callum McGregor's one where he learned a, an awful lot off Scott Brown. He obviously passed on his experience to, to Callum and you see what that's done to Callum over the last season. Um, So yeah, there's no denying. For the Scott Brown it was at Hibs to the player that he finished at at Celtic. Night and day in terms of of quality. He was more of a battling ram running everywhere and then he became more of that anchor one that sat in the middle of the pitch and
3: and pretty much dictated the way that, that Celtic played. Barry Ferguson Mark Guidi Rob McLean talking football till 7 The
0: Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors Find your nearest dealership at MacklinMotors.com Let's go, go, go
3: It's Monday on the Go Radio Football Show Rob McLean Barry Ferguson Mark Guidi uh, with you 08086 oh, wait, wait. 17 17 700 if you want to join on the in the football conversation on the socials it's at Go Football show five premiership games on Wednesday night a week on Wednesday it's Seville. are those travel arrangements in place Barry Yeah the the flights are, but the tickets ain't
4: <laughs> That's the that's a problem not not just me I think thousands and thousands of people um have but listen um I, I'll get there whether I get in is another um and and another, that'll, be a story, that'll be a story if you don't get in. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I've got as I said that I want to go and um, we spoke about it last yeah. week. I want to go and sample it as a, mm. a supporter. Um, I was lucky enough, as I says in two thousand and eight, but your mind's just focused on the game, Rob. You don't see anything uh, what's going on or whatever because you've obviously got an important game coming up and you're you're focused and trying to win that. And unfortunately, we didn't that night. So that's what I want to do. I want to go and soak up the atmosphere and.
3: And enjoy it with the boys. You don't have too much time to think about this European final, do no. you? It's a week on Wednesday.
5: Yeah, I mean, you think about it from from Rangers uh, beating Leipzig and, and Frankfurt um, beating West Ham. Thirteen days, mm-hmm. you know, thirteen days. It's a lot for you know behind the scenes for the for the clubs as well to get sorted out. I suppose if you're a player, you're the one. It's great because it's just something and the finals air. Then you're into the Scottish Cup final. But um, behind the scenes, logistically and getting everything ready, tickets as well. I mean, the more you think about it, Rob, um, UEFA. Having a European final with oh. a stadium with 43,000 forty three thousand—that's so crazy. bad. It really, I mean, it I mean, it's regardless c- of who's involved in the final, you Just there should be a minimum sixty thousand or something. Mm-hmm. Like nine thousand tickets. Be, that, each it's club. Shocking. Yeah. yeah, absolutely it was,
3: shocking it was, it was after the show on Friday it came out that mm-hmm. because we, yeah. we didn't have a chance to speak about it. I think nine and a half thousand was was the, is the allocation. It really is. It's
5: absolutely.
3: How many? Shocking. Go, how many going for nine and a half thousand tickets? How Many going for Rangers? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah.
4: I would think 60 70,000 people yeah. will, will, will make that, that trip, but I agree with Mark. I mean, I think it was on Friday, Mark it says 42,000. The stadium holds for a, a European mm. final, you've got to be looking at in between 60 and 80,000. A stadium that yeah. holds that where yeah. each club could get at least 25,000, 9,000 or nine and a half. Did you say Rob? Yeah, I don't think that's enough for either club, and it's a sore one for. The fans are certainly the ones that go and travel everywhere and, and go and support their teams
3: yeah I mean even for clubs that didn't carry a big support when you get to a European final you know it's like some of the smaller clubs in Scotland reaching a Scottish That's Cup right. final they come out of the woodwork That's don't right, they
5: exactly yeah I, I just I, I kind of get my head around it Rob you know you, you think of some of the fantastic stadiums that we've got around Europe that will hold in excess of, of 60,000 you know it's just no right you know because you not only rangers fans Eintracht Frankfurt as well as Eintracht Frankfurt are in a European final every other year this is massive for them as well as it is for rangers and you're de- depriving you're know, like, like, like genuine people that, that would be going you're depriving well rangers have got 45,000 season ticket holders or whatever it is. so right away you're depriving 35 000 to 37,000 season ticket holders of a of a thing now it would be hard to accommodate every single one of I them and some of them might not want to travel Seville for whatever reasons but when you think about it for for so many to be missing out so you add up 9,500 each side that's 19,000 tickets where's the other other 24,000 going? Mm, Yeah, sponsors and Ah, and about that yeah it's crazy or else you 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 need to go I mean I think they're available online for about 1,800 quid on on, the the black market you know come on that's it's not right there's got to be a better way of, of, of UEFA controlling the situation and making sure Mm. that when the final's decided, albeit at short notice, but that that, that both clubs, you know, get a proper fair share, and 9,500, you're just compounding the initial error, the initial error is only having a stadium at 43,000, you're then compounding it by only giving the clubs the, the surely to goodness they should be able to get at least 15,000 each and, mm. and you're diving up twelve or 13,000 to your sponsors and, and, and other football clubs that want to get an allocation yeah. but it's it's it, not right.
3: It's, it confirms everything you suspect about UEFA to be honest, doesn't it? It's The two clubs are getting less than 50% of the, I mean it's too small a stadium in the first place but the the two clubs between them are getting less than 50% of the tickets. Uh, uh, Mark, do some, I never even
4: thought about it. 45,000 season ticket holders Rangers have got. Yeah. And you're going to have thirty-five thousand um, missing out and getting a ticket. I, I I don't think it's right. Forty-two thousand. Give each each club um, fifteen thousand, then you can leave the the last ten or twelve thousand uh, sponsors. Um, so it's going to be a a sore one. And as Mark just mentioned there as well, some of the prices that the tickets are going for are ridiculous. How
3: can people afford that? Giovanni van Bronckhorst uh, talking about those two big games upcoming and stressing that nothing has been achieved yet.
1: We don't have uh, achieved anything yet in, 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 uh, because we want to have the, the trophies as well. And that's why we're going to prepare well. We're going to work hard and make sure we can uh, you know, add some silverware to, uh, to our cabinet.
3: It's what you want to hear your manager saying, isn't it? that, that, that yeah, You've re- reached two finals, win them. Get the trophies in the cabinet, as he says. And, and I heard him point out just the other week that he only ever played in two finals himself. He, he played in the World Cup final with uh, the Netherlands in South Africa and he played in the Champions League final mm. with Barcelona, which which they won. Mm. Um So, you know, even for a player at his level, that those were the only two finals he played in. Yeah, They're, they're special when they come along.
4: Yeah, they are special. And, and he's right in what you say. When you get to finals, I sampled it. We got to a final, we done brilliant to get there, the the team and the the squad, the boys, the management team, Walter Smith and all the coaching staff, see after it, it's it's just a horrible feeling, you don't want to, but when you get to a final, you want to win it. I I was lucky enough to get to quite a few finals, but that one was just, honestly it took me weeks to recover Mm. Um, and it still grates on me a wee bit that we just didn't perform um, on the night, so... Rangers need to go out what they've done in every single European game this season when the pressure's on go and deliver and I'm sure they will deliver next Wednesday I'm I'm really confident as I said Dientrack Frankfurt are a good team they're in the final for a reason but they're beatable and I think Rangers have enough to go and do the job
5: I was going to ask you when you when talked about disappointment in 2008 I was there at the game I interviewed you after it have you ever watched it 90 minutes back? No, never
4: no. I have never watched it Could you not watch it? No, No, I, no, no. I wouldn't watch it it's too painful. It's you, you work so hard to get there, and then look. I'll be honest with you. I've said it plenty of times. We just weren't good enough on the night. Um, Zenit were better on us, uh, better than us. We just didn't produce the performances we did in previous um, semi-final, quarter-final before that. Um, and it was just, it was just gut-wrenching. After it went back to the hotel, I always remember it sitting, and it was just, just quiet. The boys were just sitting with their families. Um, where do you think to yourself we, we should be, be celebrating here and just to fi-
3: uh, fall at the final hurdle was sore and it still hurts to this day mm-hmm. And that would be your message to the class of 2022 about how painful it can be to get to a glamour final and not win Yep, just what I've
4: said there yeah. um, and, and I think I've said it in every previous Tie Rangers I've been in l- last Thursday leave everything out in the pitch, don't have any regrets, and I think they've done that, Um, certainly going uh, two goals up was brilliant, they're under a bit of pressure, under the cosh for a good 15-20 minutes, Leipzig getting the goal, and then you think to myself, "Well, here we go, but they found something for somewhere, they dug deep, showed brilliant character, to get into the final, now they've done all the hard work, Don't, don't let it go now, they're 90 minutes away from being,
3: for me, absolute legends at the club I wonder if they'll get Kemar Roof back in time for that game Mark to yeah. have a to have a recognised number 9
5: yeah I, I would think so you know I'm possibly going to contradict myself here but if uh, ideally he would want to give him a run out either Wednesday night or maybe even Saturday if Wednesdays maybe a wee touch soon just even to get him 45 minutes under his belt on Saturday I think would, the player would want that Giovanni would want that just to properly assess him in a competitive um, situation That said, Kimar Roof, you know, you look at his his, his attendance record, you know, he can pick it on. So he might not, he might think, not actually, just train, just keep going and we'll we'll throw you in um, on Wednesday night um, in Seville. But the the point that Giovanni Van Bronkers made in the interview, uh, Rob, I think you, you would sum it up by saying so far it's been a very good season for Rangers in a European final and a Scottish Cup final they're 180 minutes away from it being a sensational season by winning both Cups but you're not going to tell me that come five o'clock at, at Hamden on May 21st if Rangers haven't won either final Giovanni's going to be satisfied no. I mean, Barry's just summed up there how it felt despite the fact that it's a brilliant achievement to get to a European final and a Scottish Cup final but you then want to go and win them you do know what he to be standing saying, "Oh, it was, it was really good but we lost both finals Aye, we're
4: unlucky we've yeah. we done well to get the final yeah, you've done Brown to get the final and they deserve it, but go and win it. What an opportunity they've got. And In terms of K-Mar Roof, I think he's got to be involved. He's Need to
5: have, outs, he something to run out.
4: Yeah, 100 But I don't think you could just throw him in because now, what's that? He's been out three weeks. Mm-hmm. He's been out yeah. two or three weeks. Yeah. Um, you, you lose a lot of fitness over that period of time. So I think he's got to either be involved in Wednesday or
3: even part of the game against Hearts at Town Castle. I was, I was looking at Aaron Ramsey yesterday and uh, seeing a player desperate to make an impression at the moment mm-hmm. to, to, to get himself involved. You know, he, he obviously, as everybody at Rangers, would want to be involved in Seville. And I, there were almost times he was trying too hard yesterday. To, yeah, to...
4: I, I got that impression as well. Well, obviously he's been missing and it's hurt him that he's been missing. He's, he's missed a, a couple of big games or a, f- a few big games. Uh, he's a big game player and it did seem that way. He didn't look, sharp to me lovely touch mind you for yep. the ahead of the penalty yeah great touch you, you still get the qualities but yeah. it didn't look razor sharp um, and I think guys like that will be desperate to be involved you, you don't listen it's brilliant being involved in the 18 but you want to be in that starting 11 mm-hmm. you want to be walking out there for the start of that game and um, making sure you're in, involved and as I, I say apart from KMR k I, I think pretty much the team picks itself at this moment in time
3: yeah but, uh, I mean, that, there's a player who's been there, done it, uh, got the Ramsey. t-shirt, uh, Aaron Ramsey, mm-hmm. um, and yet he's champing at the bit, you know, to, to be involved with Rangers.
5: Yeah, I well, mean, that, that's the interesting one. I think that's one of the one that's probably always up for grabs is who plays
3: that
5: number roll. 10 role. Yeah. Is it Ramsey? Is it Aribo? Is it Arfield? Whoever you, you wonder. and um, So who does he put out wide if he decides to go? You know, it depends what... What you think? And again, you would assess the opposition. Giovanni would assess. Yeah. Eintracht interact and see, okay, I think Ramsey can really go and hurt them in that area, or, or our field's better suited to whatever it may be. But um, it's interesting what you're saying. there. I didn't see the Rangers game yesterday. I've not watched the, the highlights back yet. But what you're talking about with, with Ramsey, clearly um, he's desperate. And and again, with kind of contradicting myself, maybe he's one that actually does need to play Wednesday, Sunday, or sorry Wednesday, Saturday, yeah. even just for 45 minutes each game just to try and top up and give himself the best possible chance of showing Giovanni that he plays but when you think of Adam Ramsey being at Rangers if he's fit it's hard to imagine a player of his quality his intelligence his experience not starting the game even if you're getting 55, 60 minutes out of him you, know, you want to try and score the first goal the first goal could be so important in Seville and you'd want your your, your key players on the it, pitch
4: For me there's three positions that are up for grabs now if kemar Roof's not fit it's the number nine it's a The two holding midfielders picked themselves for me, Lundström and Jack, and that right side, that's the issues where I think I'll be playing in Gio's mind. The rest for me picks itself.
3: We're talking football for
4: another
0: sixty minutes. There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow, from one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail, Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range, all available with up to ten-year warranty, including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get experts. Servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians and specialist advice from our motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow.
1: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Hosted by Rob McLean, Barry Ferguson and Mark Weedy. Listen live for weeknights from 5. Talking Scottish football first.
3: It should all be wrapped up for Celtic on Wednesday night at Tannadice. They show no signs of uh, slipping up, no signs of faltering as they look to get the title in the bag. And then the party can begin. On the back of that game on Saturday, which uh, looked sticky for them in the first 15 minutes, when the Hearts went ahead at uh, Celtic Park. But what uh, a response, winning emphatically in the end. You know, obviously, now we're six points with two games. A healthy goal difference, so pretty much there. You know, we need to try and keep a lid on it a little bit just till we get to
5: Wednesday. But now we put ourselves in a great position to, to go and clinch it on Wednesday. Like you say, we're running out of games now, put ourselves in a great position, and, and obviously now we can we can go and seal it on Wednesday, and we look forward to coming back here on Saturday as well in front of a full house.
3: Yep, it will be an amazing title triumph, um, and it's easy to lose track of uh, where Celtic began at the start of the season. It seemed like a chaotic situation, uh, so much to do in terms of strengthening the squad. But uh, Ansh Postagogli waved his magic wand and it has all happened. Uh, and you just wonder, uh, he speaks a lot, Mark, about this is just phase one. I mean, it's quite its quite frightening uh, for everyone else in Scottish football because he ain't going to be stopping here at a title, a League Cup, uh, but he'll want to make a bigger impact in Europe mm-hmm. next season. Of course, Celtic are going to be in the Champions League uh, and, and it's maintaining that domestic domination as well, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, one
5: thing that you'll be really pleased about that that you know previous Celtic managers haven't had the luxury of is, is automatic qualification, Rob in the Champions League. So right away you're taking away that that pressure, that anxiety that comes with qualifiers. Sometimes like the first week in July, you know you've got three rounds to to three double headers um, um, to get through. So that's a great bonus. From so right away when you are in negotiations with with players to entice them to the club, you're guaranteeing them Champions League football. So that's a a, a big bonus. Um, they've got their training camp set up, they've got their friendlies uh, lined up in, in July um, and he'll have had a, a plan, you know, Ange Postecoglou doesn't strike me as the type that operates off the cuff There'll be a proper plan, he'll be going away for a well-deserved break um, Next week he'll, he'll go away for a couple of weeks He'll switch off as best he can, as best a football manager can and he'll leave instructions with his heads of department to go and get things done they they'll be under pressure to deliver because he'll you'll not want to be let down um in any shape or form and rightly so he is more than earned the right within reason to be given um, what he's asked for and, and to give the the best possible shot to get his to get his targets in there'll be one or two that'll probably want to move on there'll be surplus to requirements um as well and they may well have the club may well have one or two bids to consider for for players as well that, that they won't want to lose but you know, bids may welcome come in, interest may, may welcome come in. So there'll be lots of different things to consider. But the the, the biggest thing for Celtic is guaranteed Champions League football it takes a lot of pressure away. Um, and, uh, and then from August to May, over that ten month period, nine month period, go and show that you're that you're good enough to go and retain the title. Yeah, you've done it once, but go and show that you can cope with with, with Champions League and the domestic game as well, and go and retain your title. Go and see off the challenge. Uh, of Rangers because what will be really interesting and it'll be it'll be brilliant for Scottish football is if Rangers also win the Europa League and they're right into the Champions because then financially you've got both of them with huge cash injections going for it and that that can only be that can only be brilliant for the game
3: and of course if Rangers do get into the Champions League group stages by winning the Europa Barry they're they're in the pot one pot one of seeds so the the draw is going to be more attractive than it is if you're at the other end of the seeding.
4: Yeah, but you're still going to come up against yeah, some decent yeah. teams. Um, but listen, it does it takes away a, a lot of pressure because I'm being honest here, I don't think Rangers and Celtic are expected to get out the group stage because of the quality teams they'll come up against. Um, look, you go in with the mindset as you want to get out of it, but it will be difficult. But um, I, I think if Rangers, I believe Rangers will win the Europa League, obviously Celtic are winning the league. There's big pots of money there. I think both managers are going to go and, and make sure the they the strengthen both squads. Um, I think there's going to be a few changes certainly at Rangers. It'll be interesting to see can they keep Conor Um, If not, who are they going to bring in? Um, who's going to get new contracts? I've seen Scotty Arfield just signed a, a new one-year extension. Thoroughly deserved for me. Scott Arfield, for me, is such an important player for Rangers. Whether that's him starting or coming off the bench, mm. he's proved that over the over the seasons is Steve Davis going to stay is Alan McGregor going to continue to play on so I can see a lot of changes at Rangers but on the flip side of that I can also see Ange Postacoglu going and try and strengthen Celtic because when you're on the top when you're on top and you win the league domestically that's the best time to go and strengthen
3: Talking of Steve Davis it was like a Stephen Davis masterclass yesterday I know that the opposition uh, weren't really doing enough you would have to say Dundee United at Ibrox but he just absolutely strolled through that and just dictated the whole game, didn't he, Stephen Davis? Yeah, he had these piping slippers on.
4: Yeah. That, that's what he, <laughs> he had yesterday. And as I said, he's 37, coming on 38. Rob, I still think he deserved another year's contract. I'm sure if you asked his teammates, I'm sure if you asked the Rangers supporters, he's a player that I would love to see being kept at Rangers. Is he going to play of the game? No, he's not. But what a player to have about the place what the quality he brings the experience he brings um, so sort of interesting to see um what happens with Steve Davis over the next couple of weeks but for me he's, he's still a top player look Dun United didn't bring much to the party yesterday but Could you understand their approach? No I I thought with three games to go you would come and maybe have a wee pop at Rangers obviously with the highs of Thursday night we did say on Friday there would be a few changes to the Rangers team I did expect Dun United to come and and have a, a go at Rangers um, they didn't do that it, it was pretty easy for Rangers if i have been honest with you but the guy you just mentioned there Stephen Davis he strolled it absolute strolled it and I would love to see him been kept at Rangers
3: Rangers 2 Dundee United 0 after Celtic beat Hearts 4-1 on Saturday Hibs 1 Aberdeen 1 which at the end of season written all over at Easter Road uh, Livingston won St Johnston 1 uh, Scott Pittman hitting a milestone there for uh, Livingston. Ross County nil Motherwell 1. Uh, lots of Motherwell fans still not happy with the quality of football they're watching. But be careful what you wish for, would be a message probably to them. Uh, because they are uh, still very much in with a chance of qualifying for European football next season. St Mirren got the win they wanted against Dundee. And it's going to be interesting to see what Dundee do, uh, mm. Mark, with... Uh, their relegation just, uh, well, the I's the need to be dotted and the T's crossed, really, and they're on the way back to the championship. Mark McGee brought in. It hasn't worked? No, it, it's not.
5: You know, it's just not worked at all for, for Mark McGee. I think it was always going to be a difficult one, Rob. You know, I just think that it was strange in terms of i um, being banned from the dugout for six games. It just, you know, if I was a, a Dundee supporter, Dundee player, I'm thinking, I can't really see the logic. Um, and it, Um, and it's not worked, and I feel so I like Matt McGee, a lot of time for him, Um, you know, he's always been good, and very fair, at these times at um, at Motherwell, and um, you know, when he was in the Scotland staff, um, as well, you know, really pleasant guy to deal with, always very helpful, but no, for the past few months, it's just not worked, I'm sure he would love to stay on, I'm sure that that Matt would believe that, um, he could turn Dundee around, and get them back up, Um, but I would imagine, that they'll certainly be considering, um, a change of manager look, looking at potential alternatives and if there's nothing out there that they can get then stick with Matt McGee you know he, he's, he's got his foot in the door he'll certainly have assessed the 20 the man squad or, or whatever and know who's up for a fight who's going to do a job for them in the championship next season or not so big decisions for John Nelms and the and the Dundee uh, board to make but yeah there's, there's no doubt that um, Dundee are down and also as well Charlie Adams comments have been interesting in the past mm, 24 hours um, to see what Charlie's going to do and I, I felt for him on Saturday <laughs> well, I mean it was free yeah. it was a total yeah. uh, free I just don't see his he's, uh, grief hasn't he been in his, his, his eye line um, yeah it was it was, a, it was a real shame to lose that goal so early um, that, that just put him in the back foot and St man were never going to let up um, after that it was a well deserved win for St Mern
3: you would imagine he's still going to be more than useful to to Dundee in their bid to get back up again out of the Championship next season. I mean, Charlie, at that level, Barry? Oh, he's a standout, Charlie. Um, look, the
4: the mistake, very unlike him. Um, for me, when Charlie Adam plays, Dundee play. Um, I read his comments, but Mark just mentioned, and it looked to me, if it, it's not looking clear if he's going to be there. It looks to me if he might be on the way out. But mm. if I'm Dundee... I know his contract's up I know he's probably the highest earner there he's, yeah. he's on good money but Charlie Adam um, build the team round about him he's, he's still got all the ability in the world um, and if I'm Dundee I would, I would certainly keep him but they, they're definitely they've struggled I look back at McPake getting the, the sack or the, dismissed I don't like the word sack dismissed after going to Tynecastle getting a win against mm. Hearts going up with Peterhead in the Scottish Cup is that a mistake? I, I think it was a mistake I yeah. think he should have been given the time but Listen, Mark McGee's a, a good manager, experienced manager. It's no just work for them, they're going to go down. And for me, they need
3: to keep players like Charlie Adam if they want to bounce straight back. Yeah, I mean, it would be a statement of ambition, you would think, for Dundee to want to have Charlie Adam in their bid to get back. Were they, were they to let him go, um, it might just send out a negative message. Well, financially, it might be difficult,
4: but I'm sure Charlie's a Dundee, that's his hometown club. Mm. I'm sure if they. They would sit down and, and have a chat with Charlie. I'm sure Charlie would um, would stay Like Charlie's done really well out the game. Um, and I think at 36, he's still he's still a match winner. I've watched some of the, the games. He, he can still produce unbelievable set pieces. He's got a one-day left foot. And if I'm Dundee, um, they go down to the Championship. Charlie Adam, the Championship's an absolute standout.
3: With the benefit of hindsight, I'm sure uh, Dundee would be having second thoughts about what they did with James McPake and the timing of, of, of that, uh, in the same way that Hibs definitely well, have, you know, Ron Gordon has confessed to looking back on the, the Jack Ross dismissal. I'm going to say dismissal instead of sacking just to keep you happy. Um, you know, they would do things differently, yeah. uh, you know, given that they know how it all played out, Mark.
5: Yeah, they, you know they would. You know, you look at Hibbs, you know, not finishing in the, in the top six, and you know Sean Mullins as well. He inherited, he inherited them in seventh place, and you know so that was part of his uh, his argument. But um, you know, as as, as soon as Sims didn't beat Hearts in the Scottish Cup semi-final, I think the writing was on the wall. And um, sometimes, as much as things are only going well on a Saturday, Rob, in terms of the results, behind the scenes Monday to Friday, people. You know, the football club can see things are going in the right direction. You're just maybe you not know, carrying that wee bit of luck Saturday. There's two or three players that you need to get out the door, two or three that you've earmarked for the summer. But clearly, things weren't going right either. And a Monday, to Friday, behind the scenes, day to day, for, for different reasons. And that's why the hierarchy reached the decision, which they did a bit, Sean, which is a shame for a young coach, you know, because that can, that can damage you, you know, to come in and, you know, somebody that's been um, a number two to Roberto Martinez at a high level speaks very well. Um, About the game, but um, I just think sometimes as well, these pressers after the game, when when you heard Sean, I don't know what what advice he was getting, but sometimes you just thought, you know, I'm not sure about that. Um, But ultimately, Hibbs took a quick decision, which was a shame for Sean. But yeah, you're right, it it would make you wonder. And I think we all said at the time, anyway, losing or firing Jack Ross and the build up to a League Cup final, a national final at hand, and when he had got the team there, for me, it was a very, very, very poor decision.
4: You look at that game, Hibs, Aberdeen, that's a bottom six game. Mm. The, the, the squad's at both of them. I think you're going to see massive changes at both. At both, yeah. Yep, I think Jim's the right man for the job up at Aberdeen. I think he's going to make a lot of changes. Mm. I think he'll bring in his own players and it'll be interesting to see who comes and goes from Aberdeen. Um, young Ramsey, it looks to me, if he's going to Liverpool, that's a chat. Is Lewis going to be there? Um, so it'll be interesting to see what, what Jim does. But I think long term, think he'll be a good appointment for Aberdeen, Jim Goodwin. Yeah. But in terms of Hibs, they need to sort out who's going to be manager because yeah. there's a lot of changes needed there and yeah. the and the playing squad yeah. as well.
5: Derek McInnes been the latest name to yeah, be linked with them. Yeah, um, again, they, they, would, they would have
3: to, they would have to be interested in Derek McInnes, and the question would be whether Derek McInnes would leave Kilmarnock and and or or relish taking them back into the Premiership rather than going to Hibs.
5: Yeah, well, you think about when when um, they decided to part company with Jack Ross, Derek McInnes was available,
3: mm-hmm.
5: so. Out of work at that point, it was November time, so they've overlooked Derek six or seven months ago. Now, yeah. Kilmarnock came in off offered Derek an opportunity, it's worked out fantastically well for both parties because Derek said, Kilmarnock don't deserve to be. He's a lot because why are you going to work in the championship? Derek he says, Well, in six months' time, I'm going to be in the premiership again because I'm going to take them up, and he's delivered. Um, so you know, uh, you know, Kilmarnock went for him, stood by him, Hibs overlooked him six or seven months ago
4: i been. It's going to be an interesting one. <laughs> what, 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 what would Dell do? Because mm. look, for me, Dell's a top manager. I've seen the, the job he'd done at Aberdeen, I, I just think it was the right time for him to, to leave Aberdeen. Look, what he's, the job he's done at Kilmarnock he's had to get them up and he's done that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if Hibs do come calling. I forgot all about that. That Dell was available when when Hibs um, sacked Jack Ross. Yeah, I mean that would have been a perfect. Nobody, na. Aye, perfect replacement for Jack Ross
3: but he'll think Derek that he can get Kilmarnock to where Stevie Clark had them I think they'll back him I think Kilmarnock will back Dell big
4: time they're a good
5: board they're Billy Bow and the board they're a good board they're ambitious and I think
4: they'll be looking at listen first year back up let's get us into the top six and I think Dell if he's given the finances in the backing which I'm sure that Mark's just mentioned there he's got a good board behind him I think he'll do that with Kilmarnock
3: you were mentioning that Hibs Aberdeen game. It did have a sense of unreality about it. Yeah, you know I'm, the fact that, that that should be a game where they are competing for European places, mm-hmm. uh, and they're actually—it's a nothing game. It's a bounce game. And what's significant as well, Barry, was that uh, David Bates and Paul McGinn got the goals. There was there was not a striker on the pitch. who was going to score a goal on Saturday.
4: Well, when I seen that result coming through, that's the first thing I thought. They they should have been challenging Hearts. Yeah, for third place.
3: That's what you associate you that budgets, fixture with, isn't it?
4: Well, you look yeah. at the budgets of both both yeah. clubs. They're probably up there, particularly Aberdeen. Yep, Massive budgets, uh, and to look at that fixture is at a bottom six. Um, both boards uh, won't be happy, but listen, Aberdeen's different because Jim's come in, uh, when did they come in? February, was it February? Yeah. yeah. He, you need to give Jim a bit of time, but I do believe in time Jim will be a, a right good appointment, um, and I think you'll see sweeping changes at
3: Aberdeen during the summer. Kilmarnock on the way up, uh, Dundee on the way down. Still question marks over who will claim the final place in the Premiership, and it's the playoffs semi-final first leg tomorrow night in Inverness.
0: The Goodyear Football Show with Macklin Motors. Buy your next
1: car completely online at MacklinMotors.com. Let's go. go.
3: Well it should all be settled uh, if indeed it's not settled already Uh, the title will be won you would imagine Tannadice Wednesday night Celtic ain't going to slip up they are 30 games unbeaten they've got two games to go Uh, the title will be theirs shortly Uh, Dundee United against Celtic is Wednesday night Uh, Dundee Hibs Tuesday night Uh, the other Wednesday games Motherwell Hearts, Rangers, Ross County St Johnston, Aberdeen and St Mirren against Livingston the uh, European places 4th, 5th, 6th have still to be sorted out um, St. Johnson are going to be in the relegation playoffs uh, Dundee are heading back to the championship and tomorrow night it is Inverness against our Broth Dick Campbell's team are back in the fray again playing Inverness who beat Partick Thistle in the quarter finals of the Premiership playoffs um, and Billy Dodds uh, your old pal Barry uh, my old pal as well uh, has got his team in good fettle hasn't he at an important time of the season they look quite strong and, and that's going to be an interesting tie that against our both yeah I, I watched both games um, look he
4: had a real good start to the season then they went I think it was 11, 10, 10 or 11 Yeah, yeah. without a, a, a win um, but they've come into form at the, the right time they deserve to go through against Partick Dussel. um no doubt about it and I think Dodgy, um Dodgy's team will, will have enough to to go through against our growth. It's going to be tough against our growth, but they've got a brilliant record inverness mm. against our growth um this season. Have they? Yeah, they've they've won a couple. I think they've drew one. They've played four times. One, two, drew one, lost one. You're so, good. You're good. Yeah, I was just listening to Dodgy say that <laughs> last week. <laughs> so um no, I I think he's confident. You can see his group of players have got a bit of confidence and he's got a good mixture there good experience um, and a few good um, younger players. So I think I fancy Inverness um, uh, to come out on top and obviously come up against um, Callum Davis and St Johnson.
3: I thought he was going to claim that as his own research there, Mark, for a
4: second. It's
5: too honest. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> but it, it makes for a, a cracker, I think Barry said, you know, a great start by dodgy. there was that dip that we all know about and then just at the right time and, and for... A broth, I think there was a concern that if they didn't do it as champions, that, that the, getting through the playoffs might be too much for them because they've just kind of given their all. They've then that week in a rest period as well. Is that a good thing for them, having that kind of 10, 12 days off? Can, if they beat Inverness, can they get through another two games? Is it just going to be too much to ask? To see, but whoever St Johnston play, it'll, it'll be a cracker, a broth or or Inverness. And then just dipping down a league below for a moment. Um, Rob, you know, great result for Queens Park, but what about Dunfermline being relegated yep. to League oh, One? It's incredible. Oh. When you look at the quality of play that yeah, they've had yeah. and, and, and the investment as well. You think, wow, you know, good, one, good one for Queens Park for Oni Coyle, because um, obviously big ambitions for Queens Park to get promoted this season, whether it was uh, you know straight up or through the playoffs. But um, a real surprise to see Dunfermline back down in League One again.
4: Yeah, yeah. I, I think of Dunfermline, and I think Premier League. Mm. Yeah. I know they've been in the Championship mm. for a, a, a number of years, but you look at their stadium yeah I mean it's a a right good stadium and Under potential support yep they've, they've always carried a, a decent support certainly at home um, and yeah that's a that, that's a tough one for, for John Hughes to, to take but I watched I actually watched his interview because I, I, I was surprised I wanted to see how he, what his reaction was mm-hmm. and you could see he's absolute shattered gutted. yeah he, he looked really down and there's no blaming anybody else, uh, we've got to take it. And I like John Hughes when, mm-hmm. he, when he speaks, he's very honest and open. And people, modern day football, it's easy for footballers to blame each other, but we need to take responsibility for it. And I, I like that side of, of John Hughes, and I, I'm sure he'll be given the chance to get them. Do you think they'll keep him on? Yeah, they've got to. I think yeah. John Hughes is a good manager, I've, I've always thought that. Um, the teams that he's He's coached, they've always been good football teams, um, and they come in when they were bottom in the league, he got them into the playoff, to be honest with you, but they just didn't have enough, um, and the league doesn't lie, um, and fair play to Queen's Park, I know the finally got a man sent off, F. Ambrose gets sent off after 60 minutes, so they, were, um, they had the amount to climb, and fair play to Queen's Park, uh, they've got a real opportunity now to get, get into the Championship.
3: You spoke about there being something surreal about Hibs against Aberdeen being a bottom half Premiership fixture. What about next season, Dunfermline against Falkirk yeah. in League One?
5: Yeah, that's right. You know, you, you, you've got that um, uh, big derby uh, game. Uh, sorry, Dunfermline uh, Falkirk. A lot of a uh, big rivalry, rivalry between both clubs. But yeah, it's strange to think Falkirk just appointed uh, John McGlynn as a manager. I don't, is, is it confirmed is Kenny Miller staying as his number two or is it is Kenny, th- think, he's, hey? he's
3: taking Paul Smith with him so Kenny's away is
5: Kenny's he away, so yeah. Kenny's away so Kenny's looking for mm-hmm. for something again in, in coaching um, and he's got Paul Smith with him Wraith Rovers haven't appointed anybody yet Kenny Miller right? for Wraith Rovers Kenny Miller I think Kevin Thompson's been linked with it there's one or two Scott Brown's Scott been linked Scott Brown's been linked um, as well so yeah. we can see how how Wraith Rovers recover as well uh, you know after all the negativity surrounding them a couple of months ago so um, yeah there's, there's a lot to go on Someone and, and John Hughes too will he stay at Dunfermline John Hughes is, is okay Dunfermline will go down but he's got a lot to offer I mean, he, kept, um, he kept Ross County yeah. in the Premiership um, last season you know yeah. so I, I like him too I like listening to him he's a good guy um, good company but we'll um, wait and see what the is. just honest do. isn't he I, aye, I, I could listen like, to the mm.
4: yogi all day um, just as well because he speaks all day <laughs> yeah, he, he does but you go and listen to his interviews and he's just honest and open yeah. and I, I think fans appreciate that because some managers will, will go down about it but listen it's not good enough we, we got what we, we deserve and no I, I like listening to him but in terms of the, the Premiership playoff, playoff, I think it will be Inverness against St Johnson but I think St Johnson will, will have enough to um, retain their,
3: their Premier League status. Just going back to Kevin Thompson, who we mentioned there, would you would he have to be thinking twice about if he were to be wanted by Wraith Rovers to, to think about whether it was better to be there than than at Kelty on the way up? Well, well I know it's a, a,
4: obviously it's a level above because Kelty are mm. now in League One and obviously Wraith Rovers are a championship team. Obviously, Kelty's part-time and and, and Wraith is, is um, full-time. Yeah, it's one I, I, I'm sure Wraith will be interested in Tomo because he's done a brilliant job this year but he, he has got, I know for a fact, he's got right good backing at, at Kelly Hearts and as i said, don't be surprised if, if Kelly Hearts go up as, as League One champions. Even with... I'll look at Kof this season, yeah yep. Even with them firmly and your fall cups, believe me, I, I think they'll be looking to, to go and strengthen what already is a, a strong squad and it will be if Wraith do come calling for, for Tomo, I'm sure it's something that he would consider, but he's he's also got a good
3: owner at, um, and a good board at, at Kelty. Just looking down south of the border, Mark, for a moment, um, did the title race end for you at the weekend? Is there any stop- stopping Man City now with that three-point lead over Liverpool?
5: Uh, it's, it's hard to see them now, particularly when... Uh, all their focus now is purely on the on the league title. Um, Liverpool have got a, a Champions League final obviously against Real Madrid. Um I thought Spurs played very well. Um at Anfield but were worthy um of their point, Antonio Conti's team. Um so yeah, it's hard to see Man City um not winning the title now. That you know, I don't there might be a, a wee twist to come, but uh I think they'll do it and you know it was even interesting you know Pep Guardiola thrown in that you know, everybody wants Liverpool to win you know nobody wants Man City to do it etc etc so he's just thrown a wee grenade in as well just to light up the final uh, couple of weeks of the season.
4: The, the only problem Man City have got is their, their injuries, they've got a, a big injury list I think it's Kyle Walker's out for a season, John Stones is out for a season, Diaz is out, um, I've seen that today. Um, so that, this, are they that's down? three certain
3: starters I thought I'm down, d- down to the last 35 players then. well yeah they have got an unbelievable <laughs> Jeez, what boys. you
5: said there is exactly why Pet Guardiola <laughs> people <laughs> think that it's not all oh, just all oh, the riches in, in, in the world and you, you forget but, like, I mean they've basically performed with the greatest respect to um, uh, Jesus who's, who's very good but he's not a prolific number nine he's not been a certain uh, starter so they've operated really without because he tried for Harry Kane didn't they get him yeah the best they didn't they go out and buy another striker no, did they? No. So they went with what they had so to go and do what they've what, albeit they're not off the line yet they might not win the league but it's hard to see past on them But on their game oh, brilliant to yeah.
4: watch So to be fair so is Liverpool I just love the way that they press and the, the, the tempo that they, they play and for me they're, they're two, two of the best teams for me I know Real Madrid beat Man City but the two best teams right now
5: yeah.
4: in European football is Liverpool and Man
3: City So do Liverpool win the Champions League for you? Yes I think they'll win it
4: Mark?
5: Yeah I fancy Liverpool to beat yeah. Real Madrid and Paris but I, you know, I agree with Barry a Liverpool Man City final would have been special but we've seen them a couple of times in the league the, the FA Cup semi-final mm-hmm. um, as well but, I, but I, thought it was just, I, I think there's something really sexy about Liverpool Real Madrid mm-hmm. there's something yeah. really captivating um, about that final and, and I can't wait to, to watch it was it May 28th the Saturday night yeah in Paris, it's got the makings of an absolute belter. But uh, I give you Barry, I do fancy a Liverpool.
3: I've just got a feeling for Benzema, maybe that that he might be the guy. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Has. He's got to win the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, he has yeah. got
4: to be the the winner. He's incredible. Yeah, he's a, an unbelievable player. And do you know what? He's so unselfish as well. Mm. A real team player. Not normally get the. Unbelievable centre forward, who are pretty lazy, but the work that he puts in for his his team is is unbelievable. And for me, he's he's a top player. What a game! That was just ridiculous. That Champions Those, League game last week, both
3: both legs of that semi final.
4: Yeah, but Man City strolling it for me, yeah. strolling it up until eighty nine minutes. And the commentators were strolling it <laughs> as well, weren't they? I know, but, in, but it just shows you. But the the atmosphere at the Bernabeu yeah. must have been
3: absolute electric. It was unbelievable yeah. game. But as those as the commentators were were saying, Karim Benzema has done nothing in the game. He's never been in in a dangerous position. He hasn't had a shot and goal, and you you could just put your money on it at that stage yeah. that he was going to get the winning goal, and he did. Yeah, and,
5: and Real Madrid fans left the stadium five months yeah, ago, thinking you know it's all get over. Back in. We're away for our tap pass <laughs> and away they go, and then the, the, you know the youth turning uh, quick still to to get back in. But I mean, I think back to to the to the game against PSG, Real Madrid, you know, real drama. Uh, to beat Pochettino's side in the Bernabeu uh, a couple of rounds ago it just shows you never rule out Ancelotti and he's he's, he's so calm isn't he but you look at his record as a oh. as a manager incredible all the big clubs that, that, that he's yeah. that he's um he's managed and I think it was it was Paul Lambert it said Paul went to visit him when he was at Real Madrid a few years ago Ancelotti uh, I think Paul Clement was his number two and Paul knew Paul Clement and then it was organised and Paul Lambert says he's sitting at the at the Real the, Madrid the training ground and um, Carlo Ancelotti comes in, she's a pair of chinos on, I talk, got the wee got the, uh, the wee panatella, the wee cigars, the wee thin cigars, and he's sitting talking to Paul, and he's like, yeah, Paul, yeah, bum, 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 knew all about Paul's career, obviously, Borussia Dortmund and things, and um, Paul's picking his brain, he's just like, we get sacked, you know, he just, we get sacked, Then we just wait for the next job, we I like, had no problem at all. That European mentality that, yeah, even if you win the league, you might still get sacked. And he just said it was great. To, but he said, but so calm, just as if you would not care in the world. He said, and you see, like the British man, they're all running about yeah. daft. they have got the weight of the world on their shoulders. Yeah. Then he's in charge of Real Madrid. We cigar, coffee, <laughs> sitting
4: down. Yeah, I'll yeah, get sacked. Yeah, but just but look you've at the excellent. clubs. You just met a lot of clubs. That he's managed ah. that just tells you he's a, a, a top manager. Mm. But you're right. If, if you do watch him on the sideline even at a goal he's cool, calm and collected everybody's (laughs) jumping about crazy he's just standing there listen I I thought that would happen type thing
3: but Mm. what a manager
5: um, what a player he was as well. Rob. Yeah, brilliant. He was a brilliant. Top player, player as yeah. well. What well, no, when player? he's
3: on the touchline as a manager, I mean, the, I look at him sometimes, and the only way you know he's actually breathing is that his left <laughs> eyebrow. <laughs> his left eyebrow goes up now and again, just to let you know. He, but you know, he, he the, every, as you say, everyone's charging about, and he's, ah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine, and it generally is fine. And th- at that around that time, so in the space of a few days at the weekend, he, he, Real Madrid clinched the Spanish title, and that that was the fifth club. That was his fifth. The fifth club that. In, in one of the Euro- of... European top leagues, that's won the title, and then when he beat when he won the semi final in the in the Champions League, that was his fifth European Cup final that he's reached. I mean, the, the, those, those figures are just unbelievable. Mm-hmm.
5: So, who's, it, who's he got? Chelsea, AC Milan, PSG, Real Madrid. Who's it? Try to think. Who that, was was, Bayern
3: Munich? Or something? No, no. Who was he? Um, I was hoping you weren't going to ask me. Who, was what that another five teams were. team? I'm sure it was up. I'm positive he was at Bayern no, Munich. I'm positive
5: he was at Bayern Munich. I'm trying to think if... Ancel- I think
3: Ancelotti was, was not he? I'm sure he I'm was, was at think Bayern Munich. trying team was. We're going to get somebody correcting us uh, shortly. He was it? he? was, he this, was right. UV. No. I don't think no. so. But, uh, I mean, it's an unbelievable record, is it? And he's got to be in the mix... Um, Of top managers in in the history of European football there's no doubt about it Uh, we were talking about top strikers Karim Benzema there Uh, news today that Erling Haaland's uh, summer move from Borussia Dortmund to Man City could be confirmed this week Um, that's coming from a few different sources that the £63 million transfer uh, for the Norwegian has agreed with an announcement expected in Germany City refusing to respond to rumours but privately it seems that that deal is done Erling Haaland to Man City, so they're going to have a number nine,
4: yeah. And, and what a number nine
3: they're, they're getting, <laughs> Let, let's be honest. And do you
4: know, I, I was watching Sky the day, and I was obviously it's just about confirmed 21 years of age, mm. 21. Um, he's got his best, he's going to improve, isn't he? Oh, he's going to be <laughs> he's going to be absolute scary. And it's not a wee, it's not a bad wage packet, half a million a week. It's, it's not too you could you could manage on that, yeah. But he, he for me. In time will be the, the, the best number nine. You, you, you just watch him at Dortmund. They were, they were showing actual clips there that the amount of different goals he scores. It's mm. so not just tap-ins, it's running um, from deep, it's out in the right side, it's out in the left side, it's headers, it's volleys, both feet. Um, and at 21, he's got everything in the locker to be the best.
3: Half a million a week. Where did it all go wrong?
0: The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go. go
3: There's no catching Celtic. There is no title race, let's be honest. Um, and it will all be sorted uh, for sure, you would imagine, at Tannadice on Wednesday night. Dundee United against Celtic on the back of Celtic. Four hearts, one on Saturday. Ellis Sims scored early. Or the Tank Castle team started well, played well. Would it be awkward for Celtic? Well, in the end, the answer would have to be no. And afterwards, Ange Postikoglu uh, said that. Uh the player belief in turning games like that around is incredible yeah
2: look it is it is a test because you know you can't understand the ramifications especially at this time of the year but you know I, I just never get a sense with this group that they're ever going to sort of veer off course or you know lose any belief in, in sort of what we're trying to build and they've done it consistently this year with every challenge thrown at them and i said different one today but the way they responded is uh, is magnificent
3: And the evidence of that belief, uh, solidity, competition for places, uh, that ability just to keep on grinding out top performances, winning performances, it's all borne out, Barry, by that 30-game unbeaten run. Uh, They've been irrepressible on the way to the title. Yeah, certainly.
4: I think the last defeat was was September against Livingston in the league. Let's be honest, that is an unbelievable run. Um, and now I, I think they'll go on when you've got one hand on the trophy you see as a player you just want to get it over and done with as quickly as possible you don't want to maybe go up there and have an off night and then leave it to uh, to Saturday um, and I, I honestly believe they will go up with that mindset listen let's get it done and then we can have a, a, bit, a party on the way down but it can be a proper atmosphere um, in Saturday but in terms of the run um, it, it's been unbelievable, and I, it surprised me. To be honest with you, with the numbers, he numbers, sorry, number of changes he made, the amount of players. That's always difficult getting them in, getting them used to the way that he wants to play. That just doesn't happen overnight. There's a lot of work, obviously, similar to what we talk about. Geo, a lot of work clearly goes on in the training ground. Um, and as a, if you say this to me, at the start of the season with the start the hard I thought they would have would have struggled this season. But you've got. um You've got to respect the job that he's done because what he's done is, a, is an excellent job and he's he's got a, a group of players there that play in a certain way, play at a high tempo. And look, the league doesn't lie, does it? They're sitting top for a reason.
3: We all get pretty obsessed with the loan deals for Jota and Cameron Carter-Vickers, and we talk plenty about those being converted into a permanent arrangement. But one deal that looks to be just something of a formality is Dyson Maida, um, who's who was on a loan. I'd actually forgotten he was yeah, he was on a loan, yeah. but but that but that that will be that will be a box that's pretty easily ticked, I would think.
5: Yeah, to be honest, I forgot, I thought it was permanent, uh, Rob as well. I read some stuff uh, uh, this morning about it. So yeah, that that's a good one. You know, it's just a bit. As you say it's probably a formality, but still, it's a box that needs to be ticked. You need to go through um, the, the the correct procedure, and um, that appears to be one. So that's that's a weight off the the manager's um, mind. Um, look, obviously, he wants to keep Jota. There's no doubt about that. But you look at Maeda operating on on the left hand side. He's very effective. Now he's a kind of different style of player. To Jota, Jota, be a wee bit more kind of more kind of tricks Maeda's a bit more sort of powerful and, and, and direct if you like but both very effective in their own ways but so at least there's not if they don't get Jota there's not a major headache because you've got Maeda who can operate in the left or the right you've got Abada looking down the right don't forget about James Forrest one of the most decorated players in Celtics history um, who's had a quiet season by his own standards been a bit stop start with injury but I'm sure he'll still have plenty to offer so yes of course is important and it would be great to get him but there's still good options there too.
4: His energy levels are unbelievable, aren't they? Yeah. It's like they wind yeah. him up before he goes out, he just <laughs> nonstop. <laughs> mm. He just he will run forty yards forward. Maybe say the, the the attack gets stopped. And then obviously the the opposition mm. will attack and then you'll see him just coming into the picture. He just runs mm. runs nonstop. Energy levels, um, some in. set of batteries. Yeah, unbelievable, yes. unbelievable. And again, correct me if I'm wrong here. He came in for a bit of criticism no yeah. long ago. Yeah, we, um, we were defending him for a for a few weeks.
5: Was, you know, he's. I think he met, the the there was a game now. Was it a European game? Was it? Was it maybe when they when they get knocked out? Bodo, Bodo away and Away a very good that's chance it, it. didn't he? And, he and he's kinda, he lost. Looks like he lost a wee bit of composure and skied it maybe 12-14 mm. yards. Over but thing about Maida. He's only 24 or 25, know. you know, when you think about him, the, the
3: improvement that he, that's to he come looks from like him. a feral pepper round, doesn't it? Yeah,
5: I mean, you think you know, you maybe think, oh, he's you know, he's, he's 29 and he's 30, everything, yeah. he's 24, 25. So, the improvement because clearly he's got a great work ethic. Um, so that I mean, what for what two million quid or whatever it is again, what a what a signing,
4: yep, yeah. And the, the good thing for for um, the Celtic manual is he can play anywhere across that front three, normally, when you get mm. some. Players, right, that's my position, my position only. He can play in mm. the left, can play in the right and he can certainly play through the middle as well.
3: One of the scariest things about him was a quote I read today that... Uh, he says he's been playing non-stop for seventeen months. So once he gets a summer break, Celtic fans are going to see a whole lot better from him yeah. next year. I can't imagine him doing more running, but I think he scored twenty-three goals in the J-League when yeah. that one. When that one. Well,
4: I've been interested to see his record just now. I think he's got a decent.
3: He's well. He's just about a decent dub, record. Maybe double goal, figures. Goal. Just mm-hmm. about heading towards double figures, but but I think he does a whole lot more, doesn't he? Apart apart from scoring goals. Uh,
4: again, he's a player, Rob. You appreciate, these sort of players. Um, the guys, look. Obviously, they're up front for a reason because you want them to score goals. But they do the dirty side yeah, brilliantly, and, and he's one player that you would you would appreciate big time in your in your team. A guy who will chase back and help out his, his full back he'll, he'll run the, the extra mile for his for his team, and the the players you, you appreciate the players so much.
5: I, I think. too I, mean, I, I didn't realise it's like seventeen months, Rob. But we were touched on it earlier in the program about the, the benefits of, of Celtic going straight into the Champions League and not having that pressure and, and anxiety during the month of July so I, I don't know if, if Japan are playing games if is involved or not but you think potentially if is, or even if he's not getting a break Hitati Kyogo and then you look at Callum McGregor who's going to be playing games probably for Scotland up until June the 14th mm-hmm. I think the final yep. game um, is you know Greg Taylor probably going to be away there'll be one or two maybe James Forrest there'll be one or two maybe David Turnbull so there'll be a few away which is no ideal but then when you think about it with not having Champions League qualifiers they can actually get a good three weeks. Mm. I know three weeks doesn't sound a lot but in the modern day game now if they can get three weeks uninterrupted of just switching off yep. maybe even a fourth week um, then what a difference that'll make uh, for them coming back properly refreshed and had a chance to go and switch off and get a nice holiday. Uh,
4: you see players it's not just physically mentally as well yep. you need to go away and take your mind off football mm-hmm. completely because um, the amount of games both Celtic and Rangers play The amount uh, I don't know what, what, were they, what are they up to the guys like Callum McGregor and Tavernier and Goulson Six, 60 yeah it must 60 be games. That, it's a lot of football um, but as I says, it just doesn't affect your legs or whatever it's upstairs as well you know what I mean it's a lot going on Um, and it's important that these players go away and take a clean break that's what I always like to do for two or three weeks and then you come back refresh ready to go again
3: yeah, I mean, that, that, you make a good point, Mark, about the you know the fact that, that, that Celtic and maybe Rangers as well, uh, if they win the Europa League, won't be scrambling around in July getting ready for quite early season you know, qualifiers. I think the
4: qualifier games are the end of June. In some respect,
5: yep. I mean, in some cases, well, yeah, the are, first week of July. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, and you're when talking, you think
3: the internationals end in the middle of June, that's 12, yeah. so, really, yeah. yeah. 12
5: month calendar, really. Yep. Football is a twelve-month calendar. So. Yeah
4: if both Rangers and Celtic do get into the Champions League I'm sure they'll get three stroke four weeks yeah. complete rest where you've not got the pressures of the qualifying games and making sure you've got that obviously bounty £35-40 million pound getting into the Champions League so that'll make a difference for both teams if yeah. both teams do obviously Celtic are going to win the league um, Rangers I'll be looking at that I'm sure thinking right do you know what we won that Europa League we are straight in as well
3: Nine days away from Seville uh, Rangers against Eintracht Frankfurt two 0 yesterday at Ibrox against Dundee United it wasn't much of a game but Rangers got the job done put off the Celtic title party and Giovanni van Bronckhorst pretty satisfied
1: very pleased because you know it's the last two weeks of the season and of course we have two major last games you know with the Europa League final and the Cup final so uh, you know we want to keep going you know we want to make sure we have everyone on board uh, on Wednesday in a week. To, uh, for the remaining two games we play so we are happy that we could change some players today some players made minutes you know we could give some uh, minutes to our academy players and in the end you know we wanted the result and we wanted to keep our level of, of playing and I think we uh, we achieved that today.
3: We might have been talking about Rangers stopping the title celebrations but I don't think that was on his script.
1: I'm not thinking about you know we have, uh, we have uh, two important games to go and uh, you know, we know uh, the the league was uh, you know very very difficult to uh, uh, to achieve, especially when we when we drew uh, at Celtic. So in that way, you know, we're not uh, looking at them. We want to make sure we have our our best version in in, in the Europa League final.
3: So we're thinking a strongish team for Rangers on Wednesday, uh, Barry, um, and then a lot of players left out and rested at the weekend.
4: Yeah, I think I think he'll go pretty much full strength. Um, and Wednesday night. And then I think you'll see um, a lot of players getting rested, making sure they're, they're fresh and ready to go um, with two games and four games, uh, four days sorry, with the Europa League final and the, the Scottish Cup final. But then th- saying that, we were speaking about Roof and Ramsey. They're maybe two that might figure in, in Saturday against Hearts. But I would be absolutely shocked if he, he would play his... He's uh, starting 11 that he was thinking about playing on Wednesday night playing them at
3: Tynecastle Castle on Saturday And t- In terms of the starting 11 for Seville uh, one or two question marks not too many uh, he will know uh, he'll know the team he wants to play won't he at this stage if if Roof if he knows if he knew right now that Roof was ready he would probably know his 11 to start with. He? Yeah, he's only out and out striker available. Sakala,
4: I still think he's more dangerous in the, the, the wider areas. Look, I know he'd done really well against Celtic coming on, eh, when obviously made the changes, they went through the middle and, and got that goal and hit the post. But for me, if Roof is 100% fit, I think he does play in the the, the final.
3: So, McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, Bassi, and Barisic. Barisic, Jack and Lundstrom.
4: Yep. Then this is where it becomes tough. Ryan Kent. If Kamaru's available, Roof and then a Arrebo. Or does he Glenn go score right? Or so, so you, go, so you Glenn go Kamara, Kamara, and Arrebo on the
3: right. He's mm. come back, hasn't he? Kamara's come back into into. Geo's
4: I thought was, I thought he was different class on Thursday night. Mm. I've got a It's yeah. not
3: just with his goal. Mm. Brilliant finish.
4: Great passage of play, but Glenn Kamara. Um, I thought was exceptional on Thursday night. I think that's the, the three look. I could be wrong. I mean, you can bring Scott Arfield. I me mean, uh, Scott Arfield's a terrific player for me. You could play Scott Arfield in the right and put Arrebo and You could play uh, Ramsey in the middle and put arebo out in the out in the right side um, or Scott Arfield. So that that's the two areas. If Rub's fit, he plays. The two areas would be the. I'll just go with the number. Number ten, ten and yeah. the seven. That's the only areas of concern there. Sleepless nights that Gio will be thinking about. Right, who do I go with? But obviously, you will watching Eintracht Frankfurt and, and the way that they set up, um, and he'll will obviously identify their strengths and weaknesses, and he'll, he'll play the, the the right team to go against them.
3: Just hearing Mark that Eintracht Frankfurt um, have received 100,000 ticket applications <laughs> uh, for, for that for that final. Good luck so with that, so, uh, that 43,000 capacity looks even more ridiculous. Yeah, than it did. You know,
5: the, the more you think about it, Roberts it's a showpiece and I know we are fo- focused on Rangers here obviously but you think of what Eintracht we're looking through at the other end you know it should be a minimum 60,000 seaters for, for European finals it's a poor poor decision by UEFA
3: Thanks Mark and thanks Barry as well uh, Paul is back tomorrow night John Hartson is on the show tomorrow night and Stephen Cragan as well, live at five. There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow.
0: From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians and specialist advice from our Motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow.